Hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Not Yet, Raising Kids and Chasing Dreams. And today I have... Hi, I'm Kevin Logie. Thanks for having me. I didn't know if it was Kevin Logie or Kevin Logie. 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 Yeah. Loogie. I I would get that a lot. Loogie, yeah. Like from kids at school? Yeah. That's awful. My mom and dad, they're mean. You know what? I'm kidding. Wait, no, you know what I used to get from my uncle? I got Snadia. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it awful? worse when it comes from the, within the family? You're like, he, well, he was the worst. Uh, <laughs> he's also my favorite uncle. No joke. He really is my favorite uncle. And I'm his favorite niece, even though he'll never admit it. But uh, yeah, it was... Because I'd say, my name's Nadia, and he's like, Snadia? Because the S, you know. There's I have no an one. uncle that would give me a hard time for... When I would visit, he lived with my grandmother because he was the youngest of her children. Mm-hmm. And when I would be there, I would play with the toys that were at the house. And all she had were like Barbie dolls. Yeah. And he would make fun of me playing with the dolls. He'd be like, dude, I, it's all I've got here. <laughs> but even if you did have something else to play with. Yeah. Who, who cares? cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. It's uh, training you to be the amazing dad you are now. Oh, thank you. Right? It's very sweet of you. Yeah, I try to. I, I, I would never give myself that title, but since you've said it, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you should. I think that like we all have to start just claiming that we are like fucking amazing because our children are still alive, and that's hard enough. Yes, he he breathes during the day. He goes <laughs> to bed usually around bedtime and wakes up the next day. And like, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful <laughs> that he's still doing it. Oh, mine don't sleep. So. Oh really? Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, six months. No, seven months. See? Terrible mom. Yeah. Seven months and two and a half years old. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. You're in it. No one's sleeping. No. No. You either. No. Yeah. No No one is sleeping except for David. <laughs> <laughs> the dads. The, the, oh, the dads that are, haven't learned the lessons yet. No. Uh, I mean, how hard he... I stay in the bed with Elio because he's still nursing, and then Sienna will wake up at night, come into our room, and get David, and David has to go lay down with her to get her to go back to sleep. Yeah. Most of the time, he falls back asleep with her, so he gets, like, a semi-full night of sleep because he only wakes up once. Oh. Elio wakes up every couple hours to nurse, and I'm like, you do that on purpose, right? You just stay in her <laughs> room on purpose. <laughs> That's, oh man, I, you know, it's nice to be out of that phase yeah. of like under a year old, even, even under three. Yeah. Like once like potty training happens and they get to like that three, four year old range, like they become sort of, they start to become like their own little people. Yeah. And you can, like, you, like you get little glimpses of like them taking care of themselves for a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes with an iPad, no judgment. Lots of iPad. It helps. And then you, like, maybe a year later go, I think we got to taper down on the <laughs> iPad at the screen time. I uh, guess you can set a lock timer on it now. Yeah. Or it'll, like, yeah, power it's like down a, or it, Like, it, it tells you how much you're on it and yeah. what you're using. And... But there's, like, an app or a setting or something that you can set that, like, it's like, okay, you get five minutes of iPad time and it'll auto shut down or auto close after yeah. the five minutes is up. Yeah. We, we, I just had a thing with my son Parker. We don't usually allow him to use his iPad on, like, school mornings. Mm -hmm. But it's summertime, and, like, I had one of those actory days where, like, I had, like, once I leave the house in the morning, I'm not coming back until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Right. And so, but I've got to pack, like, two different outfits and make sure I've got a snack. Back-to-back auditions, like, running through town, then actual work, and then, like, making sure that Parker's taken care of. And 
So like, I just needed him to like have some time in the morning. So I let him be on his iPad and like, we had to leave at like, like at a time, like I'm going to go at this time or else my day is ruined. Right. And five minutes before we had to leave, he wouldn't put the iPad down to brush his I'm like, buddy, uh, please turn the (laughs) iPad off. And it turned into like, you're using your dad voice. I don't like when you use your dad voice. You're dipping into my bucket. Ah, and what, then like he's dipping into bucket. Um, it's I forget the title of the book, but the the it's uh, the idea is that we all carry around these invisible buckets. Okay. And it's the, our goal to like fill your. So it's, if I see you and I have a, and I have a pleasant interaction, that's me filling your bucket. Okay. If I see you and like blow you off or like say something rude to you or dismiss you, that's dipping in your bucket and emptying your bucket out. Oh, got so it. So like okay. the idea is we want our buckets to be full. I love that he told you you're dipping. Oh in yeah, the he's bucket. like you're dipping into my bucket and I don't like it. And that's he runs and goes into the into the bedroom and buries his, himself under the blankets and the pillows Aww. and and then he thinks I'm a bad dad and I'm a mean dad. And you're like, dude, I don't have time for this. And like, <laughs> I, I just want to get to my thing. And now, I, now my anxiety is building up because like, I don't know what to do. And he's yeah. crying. And like, I want to cry. I probably did. I think I did cry. <laughs> and you're like, uh, just got uh, to. And then like, he, like I tried to get help from his mom. And she, you know, like, it's not nice to like, hey, here, deal with this. Right. So like, she got upset with me because I'm like, I can't deal with this. I need your help. And like. She's like, why are you, I, there's nothing I can do from far away, you know, it's in, in, I was like, and so then I'm upsetting now two people, and I'm, yeah. I'm upset, and I just want to go on this audition and be there on time, and, Everybody's um, bucket is empty now. Everybody's bucket was empty, all because of the iPad. <laughs> That's what screen time does to you, like, it's. I, I make a deal with Sienna, she's like, can I have a little bit of iPad time? And I'm like, yes, you can, but you cannot cry when I take it away. Yeah. Like deal, she's like okay, deal, and she so far is really good about it. That's awesome. I'm like, all right, it's time to go, and she's like, okay. Yeah, I hope it stays that way. For you. I, hope, I hope so too. <laughs> I do never I have so too. the moment that I had. With so tell me, like, a little bit about yourself. You well, we met on a commercial. Yes, where we did we a played the married couple. With yeah, you're daughter. a lovely fake. Uh, wife, with thank a, you. We had a lovely fake family. We did. It, it was, was like the shoot. It was the best shoot. We yeah. had to be in pajamas for most of it. It was so chill. Cuddle on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's Where awesome. it, it was so chill that you're like, feel like you're not doing enough. Yes. And you're like, are you sure that that's okay? Because like, like I'm little... just playing. <laughs> and like, oh, that's actually the ultimate thing we need to be doing anyway. But yeah. I just love that Brian, the director, came over and was like, can you uh, do a little less smile? Like, <laughs> your smile's like at 100. Can you, like, like, can you turn it down to like 65? Because <laughs> you guys can't see him, but his smile is very big and awesome. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, no, no, it was really good. Yeah. Like yeah. when you smile, it is like 100, 100%. Full. Full smile, full smile all the yeah. time. Yeah. I, I do my best to only smile at 50 Really? Percent most of the time. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to fill anybody's bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like the, you're like a half full bucket filler. I'm a half bucket person. That's good. Well, it's because there's room for improvement then. There's always room for improvement. But yeah. I'm just not going <laughs> to So you're a commercial actor. Commercial actor. Uh-huh. Um, that's what's kind of been my, my main focus, actually. I'm doing, this has been the, the busiest year I've had since I've been out in L.A. And How long have you been in LA? I've been out here for four years. Okay. So the first two were really a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Did a couple game shows. 
Um, game shows like guests on yeah, the game show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on four game shows. I used to be the lottery guy for New York State. What does that mean? Like, you know, if you played the lottery and you watched the drawings live on TV, I was the guy. Who did the drawings? Yeah. The first ball up is six. The next is seven. The <laughs> third is nine. Making tonight's think? winning number six, seven, nine. <laughs> Tonight's drawings are being observed by an so auditor from like, KD. Yeah, it was like this hosty. You were like the speaking Vanna White. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I got that job right out of college. And that, so that was the thing. Like, I started in radio. I was working in radio. Got that job on television. It was like, okay. Like, someone hired me to do something. Right. I think I have the ability to do this. And then started taking acting classes from there. Wait, you were in radio. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to become an actor? Yeah. Or did you always want to be an actor? I always wanted to be an actor, but I was too shy and intimidated to actually do it. Did you go to school for acting? I went to school for broadcasting. So I went to school. I went to college to be a broadcaster. A radio broadcaster. Yeah. Because I wanted to be an actor. I, I went to go to... I saw the acting department when I, when I toured the school. And when I tried to get into acting 101, the class was full. And I was too shy to force my way into the class. Um, right? Isn't that terrible? Ter- so it's in New York, right? In Buffalo, yeah. That's where I grew up in Buffalo and then moved to New York City after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you were married. Yeah. And uh, how did you guys decide to have Parker? Like, what was that story? So we. Because she's an actress too. She's a singer. Right? Singer. Okay. She's a singer and she works in casting. So she's, she's okay. got, she knows the business. She went to school for musical theater. Right. We so went to the same school. Yeah. 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 Um, how, so how do we decide? Well, we, we had been married a few years and it was a planned thing and we... So you guys both always knew that you guys wanted to have kids. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and we were like, let's do this and let's start trying and like no pressure when it happens, (laughs) it'll happen. And we went away. I don't know if it was for, I don't think it was for, we just went away to, um, Niagara on the Lake in Canada and like it was a little getaway. and. Like the first time we tried, the first time we uh, did our marital duties and, and <laughs> under the idea, like, let's try and have a baby. We, it, we had a baby. Like, it was quite literally like the first attempt. Yeah. And um, even though we were excited and planning for it or wanting it to happen, it was horrifying. But you guys bit. hadn't planned for it, right? You guys had just said like, okay, right, let's, let's do this and do see it. what happens. Yeah, you hadn't really like... Yeah, we were like, our finances are ready yeah. and we're going to do this. And we know, you know, we had a two-bedroom apartment. So like, we thought we had enough. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember she got a, a birth control test and it oh. was positive. A pregnancy, a pregnancy test? test. Yes, I'm sorry. Birth a birth control test. test is much different. That's a whole different pill to swallow. Um, <laughs> so confused for a second. She, she got a pregnancy test and it was positive and we were both like, what? Let's try this again. And she only bought one. And you're like, who only buys one? Yeah, well, you um, can't get a false positive. Well, I know that now. <laughs> I know that now. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Where were you uh, six years ago? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it was, I mean, we intended to have Parker and okay. we're looking forward to it. At the time, I was working in hospitality. I was like a hotel manager and trying to audition. I, I had a good agency in New York. I was with Buckwald in New York and I was auditioning pretty regularly, but I couldn't book anything to save my life. 
Like uh, nothing was hitting. How many auditions me. would you say was regular for you? Like once a week, mm, once every couple weeks. I would have one or two a week. One or two a week. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was really good. They were really good to me, and I just, I don't know, I could, just nothing clicked. I couldn't do it, and I think all all of the not getting even callbacks mostly. I think I had one callback for block for for Burger King, and in the callback, the director was like, "Can you be more likable?" <laughs> what? Yeah, he's like, I just don't like you. Oh my and, god! And I, I think I you're crazy kind of likable. Like, uh, wh- what? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so what a dick! What a jerk! I don't know where that guy is, but if he's working still, I will still work for you. I will. You can uh, still. You hire can still me. hire me. My website is kevinlogie.com. Find <laughs> me. Um, yeah, just the, the New York. New York was tough, and and. I got sucked into being a hotel manager and that took over and I wasn't. Do you think that it took over because you were expecting Parker? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that pressure of like, I have to provide, I have to make money. If I'm an actor, I'm not going to make enough money. And so there was this, always this balance of like, I need to make money, especially in New York. I need to pay my bills. How do I do that? By continuing to be promoted and work up a ladder that right. I don't want to be climbing anyway. Yeah. And it was tough. It's t- it was tough. And so you've got a child on the way, and you're like, you start to freak out, and you're like, I need to provide. I need to do the, my parental duty. And that's radio. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> radio, come over here. So you hear his click clack now. It's it's interesting the different perspective between like an expecting mother and an expecting father. Where, like, I think expecting fathers go towards, I have to provide, mm-hmm. so I can't audition because I have to provide. Where women go, my body is going to be going under such a change that I, I'm not even going to be castable. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to look at my headshots. I'm not going to fit into my sizes. I can only do real pregnancy, and then I don't know how long it's going to take for me to lose the weight and get back. So having a baby is going to take me out of the industry for like a solid year. I think a lot of women have those anxieties, but it didn't sound like your anxiety was being taken out of the industry. I know it was like provide, make money. And, but that did take me out of the industry. Right. Because I would, I took a job that I didn't really want because I knew it would pay well. Yeah. And when I took that job, it took over my life. Yeah. I was working 15 hour days. There was no time to, to run, to go to an audition. And like a year went by and I wasn't auditioning. I wasn't doing any writing. I wasn't doing any stand up. And I was like, uh, I couldn't tell people I was an actor anymore. It was what it felt like. It felt like I was like a, an imposter if I said I was an actor. That's heartbreaking. I know. It's awful. Like I, you'd be, I'd be at work and be like, you know, I'd have to tell, you know, I'd give people my business card. I'm a manager. I'm a hotel manager. And like, I'd yeah. die a little bit inside. And yeah. every interview I ever took where they're like, I see that you're an actor. Are you going to be able to devote your time to us? And you're like, you'd have to lie. and be like, yes, I'm very committed oh, to being yeah. a part of your business. When in your head, you're like, I will leave this business for a job in a second. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. Even though you're lying to their faces, they know. <laughs> right, right. They know. They just want to see but how it, good of an actor you it are. It <laughs> felt very unaligned. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was being true to what I wanted to do. And then luckily, I got fired. Oh, really? I got fired from my hotel job, which was 
horrifyingly scary. Right. I've never been really fired from something that like I needed, especially in New York where you're like, what am I going to do? Like I got to make money. And well, um, and you have a kid on the way. Yeah. I mean, at this point he was already born and he was still under a year old. And luckily his mother at the time was going back to work. She was working in casting and the money that she was making made it possible for me to be a stay-at-home dad with with my severance package and unemployment. Like we were able to make it work. Yeah. And also at that time we were getting tired of New York because it's tough to have a child in New York. Oh yeah. And we were going to get priced out of our apartment and it was like, let's make a change. Let's go to California and like really commit to what we want to be doing. I didn't understand that side of it, of, of pregnancy and being a mother for right. her. There was a sense of like losing yourself in the parent. And it happened without sort of being aware of it. Yeah. Where you kind of go, oh my God, like I'm not the person I want to be and I'm not doing the things I want to be doing because I'm providing for this little beautiful person and you're doing it and, and it feels right because you're necessary because you have to provide and you have to do all these things, but you do lose yourself a little bit yeah. if, you, if you aren't aware that you're losing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of wake up and you go, oh, I'm not doing anything that I enjoy anymore other than taking care of your mm-hmm. kid, of course. But like, I don't do any of my old hobbies. I don't do anything. And then you don't even know what you want to do because you've been out of it for so long. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you restart? Yeah. You know, like I I took a, like a weekend getaway trip and coming back felt like I was out of my routine entirely. And that's just for a couple of days. And when, when you're really like gone like in parent land for that year, because yeah. that first year is intense yeah, and hard. Mm-hmm. And you're exhausted. Your back hurts from like bouncing a baby yes. at three o'clock in the morning, and you know you're resentful for your partner because they can't read your mind and do all the things that you need them to do. And yes, and then I guess as the father, you're like feeling all that, um, all that resentment coming from the mother because I remember like just staring daggers into David because he doesn't have lactating nipples, <laughs> like, and. And, like, him complaining to me about, like, how he doesn't do anything that he loves anymore. And I'm like, you have the freedom to go. Right. Just make the decision and go. Because you can be gone all day and it is fine. Yeah. I can only be gone for maybe two hours tops because then I have to pump. So then I right. have You're to Right. You're quite sure literally going. tethered I am tethered to, to this child. <laughs> yeah. And I can't go away for like an extended period of time because then there's the whole bottle nipple confusion thingy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a different experience and it is easy to fall into the trap of resenting each other for what each other has and what, you know, and what you don't have. But I also being the stay at home mom, I don't have to deal with the pressure of keeping my job. Right. And he has to deal with the pressure of keeping his job and making sure he's always on his A game and doesn't lose it. Because if he loses his job, that is like that everything. everything right. Is gone then your us. life really does turn yeah. upside down and you're like, oh, my God. What are yeah. Do? Because even if I did get a, a job, it would not be anywhere near the income that he makes. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's how I, I felt that, too, especially once I was committing to be an actor. My son's mother was paying the bills. 
And I wasn't bringing in any money because we were fresh out here and no one's hiring me to do anything. And I'm nervous and uncomfortable in my own skin and trying to get my feet planted and be on solid ground here. And um, it was really challenging. And yeah. we didn't have the tools to communicate properly. And if she was expressing her resentments, I took it so personally and I would shut down and I would be like, I'm a terrible dad. I'm a terrible husband. I'm a terrible partner. I can't do anything right. And then the conversation would be about like, how do I, how did, how does she make me feel better instead of really focusing on what the problem is? Oh my God. I love that you just said that because most of my conversations with David is me pointing out how selfish he is in our discussions because everything turns into how does he feel about something that I'm telling him about? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I cannot take care of you and take care of me and take care of Sienna and take care of Elio. Like you are responsible for your own feelings. And yes, you can say that I have caused you to have those feelings, but you have to take agency of them because yeah. now it just feels so selfish that like, I'm not allowed to tell you that you hurt my feelings or that right you could i need your help in some way because if i do that means i'm going to spend so much time just catering to you and fuck my feelings cuz yeah. now it's all about you right it's, so it's hard. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i mean we but we are like actively like right now trying to remedy that yeah. and it's good that we have this awareness and he's like very receptive so but I love time. that you said that because I think that is very, very common thing, a very common dynamic where in, in a relationship, especially when there's the pressures of having a child and there's career and passions and all this stuff, like being artistic people. Yeah. It's it, just really hard. It was so hard. And you, you use the word selfish. I didn't know how selfish I was being. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have the ability or the awareness to, to like remove myself from the moment and go, all right, let's look at the big picture. Cause it was yeah. always just that little thing of like, well, you're, if you're upset with me, that means I'm the problem. And all I'm trying to do is express my feelings and why are you giving me a hard time? And, and how many times have you said me? Exactly. Yeah. Without even knowing it. Yeah. yeah totally. And then, and then I would be told that I'm selfish and then that's a whole other, well, what are you you're saying? I'm selfish. Right. How dare you? This is, and then like, I'm now I'm at this, I'm at the, I'm at 11 when like <laughs> 11, we don't need to be at 11 for my feelings. We need to be at, a, at like a five right. because like we're out of milk. Because you know? that's, all, that's all it <laughs> right. is. Yeah. It's that's like, all it is. But, oh, the grocery thing is just like, why I like, that's, you have one job, one job, which is two, well, two jobs, one job is to have your job. Second job grocery shopping because grocery yeah. shopping with children is awful i know <laughs> How, awful. no one tells you or people you know what actually people do tell you but you don't listen you're like no my son's my child's wonderful he's so great he loves yeah. sitting in the seat and it's gonna be awesome no yeah wait till you're carrying a screaming child out of target yes looking like a like a like a kidnapping. mass murderer yeah. like yeah like like a serial killer because there's a you're holding him and you have to have a cold straight stare for the exit while they're squirming and kicking and they just <laughs> want whatever toy that they don't need and you know yeah. people are looking and staring at you and you're like i gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here and you like get out to the car and like 
just put him in the back seat and let him do their thing. This actually happened to me. This moment happened to me. I like put him in the back seat. I got in the front passenger seat because we're not driving anywhere. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Until and there was a down. mother watching the whole thing happen. And we made eye contact, and she just gave me that look of like, I, I see you. I get it. And and, <laughs> and they calm down and like it, this thing, but like you feel like you, you don't want to take him anywhere. No. Yeah. No, I took Santa to Target once and she got pissed off about I don't even remember. But then she decided she was one with the floor oh. in the middle of like the busy aisles, like where the aisles all meet to go to the checkout area. They just know the right she spot. <laughs> they know how to find it. She just became a mat and I just stood there. And I just watched her and I did not say anything. And yeah. people were going around her and looking at me like I'm a terrible fucking mother. And I was like, run over her. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I kept, right. I kept just saying like, Sienna, you're going to get run over. You're going to get hit by a car. Like you're going to, and people would be like, is she okay? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Does she look okay to you? Yeah, because like, you can't pick them up because they turn into like wet noodles. No, and I was pregnant. That's why I couldn't, oh. I couldn't do it. I could not wrestle her. So it was just like, I just am going to sit here and I'm going to wait it out until you decide that you are done having your big feelings and then we'll go. I only have one child and there are days where like, I just want to cry all day. <laughs> and so having two, I commend you for having two. Because... I do want to cry all day. All day <laughs> sometimes day. I do. I do. Sometimes I do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like legit just, it sounds really depressing, but I'll just like open a bottle of wine. And watch some shitty TV mm-hmm. or something that I know will make me cry. Because when you are, so this is the one thing about being an actor parent is that we are so, we have so many emotions because we're actors and they're so accessible to us, mm-hmm. but we also know how to control them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being a parent, you're having these really intense emotions and then you turn them off because you can't. You know, like that's for me, it's great because Sienna never really sees my rage because I could like turn it off and just be actor neutral. And at the end of the day, though, I don't have a way to release that. Mm. And it's because I've been like keeping the cap on it so hard that if I do release it, it's just going to like explode. I'll be like a sobbing mess on the floor. So most of the time, I either have to watch something that will trigger it, like, like a sad movie oh. or just like drink a glass of wine and watch shitty <laughs> yeah, TV yeah. and just go to sleep and try again the next day. That's great. Yeah. I, I thought I had a good grasp of my emotions as an actor, right? You, we think yeah. we were really good at, I can, I can yeah. cry when I want to, I can bring it on going through our divorce and then like subsequently going through therapy and you know there's a uh, that's a whole different podcast to talk about right. all the issues <laughs> but like it opened me up to being accessible to my feelings in a way that I wasn't before and and I'm I'm now busier than I've ever been and I think partly that has to do with it is because I am connected accessible. to those feelings because in, but it was really overwhelming at first it was like yeah. like a flood of feelings and I couldn't control them after having controlled them for so long, it's like I lost all of those tools yeah. and had to relearn how to allow them to just be there, let them flow when they're there, good or bad, uh-huh. um, and not go into a rage or not go like too low. Um, but there were certainly days where like, we spend so much time in the car 
And I don't know if you've had this, but like running around town from audition to audition, sometimes I'm in the car for 45 minutes to an hour and like you'll run out of people to call. And then you're like just forced to deal with your feelings by yourself in the car. Wait, is Parker in the car? No, not, not, no, not for this. Not okay. for this. Like when Parker's in the car, we're listening to like the Jonas Brothers and singing along and everything's great. But sometimes when Parker's in the car, I'll have a, I'll have a private cry. Really? Uh, like, Parker, you right back there? Because I'm having a real tough time <laughs> up here. And like, I love you, buddy. You like this song? I love this song, too. Oh, man. Like, I'm just trying to keep it together. And he doesn't pick up on it? I mean, if he does, he's really polite about it. <laughs> Sienna yeah, does Yeah, that's what sunglasses whole... are for, also. Oh, my God. Sienna does this whole thing where, like, we'll be in the car. And this is the whole reason why this podcast is called what it's called because there's this fucking song on some youtube channel that has an are we there yet song so she says are we there yet and i say not yet are we there yet not yet are we there yet not yet are we there yet not yet and it's like let's play a game and i'm like i don't want to play this fucking game so we always have to do that and then every time we stop can we go go? Can we go go? Mommy, can we go go? Mommy, can we go go? Can we go go? Do you know what that sounds like in traffic going to fucking Santa Monica from the valley? Yeah, I do. And I it is it's awful. horrifying. Yeah. Like I wanna cry right now just thinking it's, about it. It's a parent actor's version of water torture. It is because <laughs> you can't awful. get out of it. You are in it. You can't reason with them to like no, and understand I'm like, what you're no, doing. No, baby, we can't go go because the car in front of us is stopped. Yeah. We can't, can we go go? I want I want to go fast. Yeah. We're going slow. Can we go go? It's it's our turn. Can we go go? And I'm like, fucking say go yeah. go one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Parker's older, so but it, for a while it was like. Dad, the light is green. Why aren't you going? Oh, I get that too. And you're like, because mm-hmm. there's 10 cars in front of me that aren't moving? Yeah. yeah. Red means stop. Green means go. It's green. Can we go go? And then, <laughs> yeah. we can't because there's cars in front of us and it's not our turn. They yeah. start to go. Can we go go? Like, oh my God, I am going. I am trying. I am doing. There's so many times where I'm so close to tears and I just tell her, I'm doing the best that I can. That's all you can do. I'm doing yeah. the best that I can. Like, that's all I say. Yeah. And then I have to, like, take a moment and then do the whole actor thing where I'm like, this is not sad mom time. This is like, because it's not her fault. Yeah. It's not her fault that right. I'm frustrated. It's just the nature of where we are at in this time. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like. It's helpful for me to remember that everything's temporary. Ah, uh, yes, that was really helpful for me too. Yeah. That was my mantra for the longest time. It's like every phase has its difficulties, it has its ups and downs, and every phase is temporary. Yeah. So it's so helpful. It is so helpful. Be here now and this moment is temporary. Everything yeah. is temporary. Yeah. This this too will pass. It's going <laughs> to be fine. It doesn't always work, but the more you say it, the more it Yeah, helps. it does really help. Yeah. So did you act all the way through like the pregnancy and after the newborn phase or did you take a break from acting? Yeah, I, um, again, not, not an intentional break. It was just sort of like life took over and yeah. got away from it. Okay, so how was it to get back in? Like when did you make the decision like, oh, I need to go back to this? When we decided to move out here, when we decided to move to LA, yeah. it was like, all right, recommit to what you really want to be doing. 
And because before then, I didn't know how people made it work because I couldn't make it work. I didn't know how do you have a job? How do you pay your bills? How do you have a job that lets you leave for an hour and come back without any problems? And I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. I feel like I still don't know how to do that. But like I've figured out like a way that, that like it's happening. And it was so overwhelming to, yeah. to me. I was, fr- I was frozen and stuck. And like I said earlier, my, uh, my son's mother at the time was paying all the bills. She was paying rent. She was paying for the car. She was paying. So like on top of like having that and that anxiety of like, oh my God, I'm not providing and I'm not, I'm not holding my own in this relationship. I don't think I could acknowledge at the time, but I was taking advantage of the situation and not kicking my own ass. Be like, get, get the F up and like work any job that you need to be doing. And so, you know, we led, it led to a divorce and then I'm suddenly on my own and freaking out of like, oh my God, I'm my, my savings are running dry. I'm racking up credit card debt. Like what do I have to do? I took whatever job I could. Uh, so I would do like brand ambassador stuff, um, catering. Yeah. Catering was a, was a lifesaver. It's, it's a thankless job and it sucks. And like I, w- I would work really cool events. Like I worked the Emmys. I worked the Oscars. I worked the SAG Awards. At, at the after party for the SAG Awards, I was bending over and got hit in the head <laughs> with an actor's SAG Award. <laughs> And so, like, as an actor, that's like the what that's like the lowest point you could be. You're like, I'm never gonna make it. I literally got hit in the head with a SAG award, and they're heavy. I took it the opposite. I would, I would think of it as like it's like a sign. It's like a sign. (laughs) Like Oscar is telling me, get the fuck up and stop, like, and work harder, so that you're not doing this. Well, that's ultimately that's ultimately what the lesson was. Like, you you work these jobs. And even though it's a shitty job and you hate it and you're like covered in gazpacho that's spilled on you or something, so you know, gross. like the, that work and that hustle gets you moving and it changes yeah. your vibration and it changes the things. And, and it also makes you go, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. So I need to work harder at what I want to be doing mm-hmm. so I don't have to do this anymore. And those crappy jobs lead to those opportunities that you couldn't have planned or expected. Right. That job working as a caterer allowed me to take a part-time job in an acting studio that didn't pay me enough to do full-time, but being able to balance those two allowed me to go auditions. The acting studio job started to build up more hours per week. I had to I was able to work less for the caterer. I got a job doing some social media marketing on the side and then okay. like all of a sudden the acting studio, I'm now, I'm still part-time, but like, it's like 30-something hours a week, which is steady and regular. Yeah. And for an actor, that's great because they're flexible. And they, when I do need to run out, they totally understand. And then I, and like, and then all of a sudden, like a year goes by and I can look around and go, oh my God, things are, things are working. Yeah. And that vibration's happening. And, and then I started getting a lot more callbacks. Like my, like my first and second year here were really slow and really rough. The second year I did, a, I shot a movie and got into some acting classes, which mm-hmm. again, helps build a community. Right. And then the third year, like started getting more auditions commercially. And I also started tracking them personally. Oh yeah. So yeah. I could mm-hmm. quantify where I was. Yeah. 
So on those days where I was like, I'm a shitty actor, I'm never going to work. Right. You can, you can look and go, oh, but my callback rate's like 25%. And yeah. my booking rate is this. And I've that. had this many auditions this month. And then you can kind of not, not feel like you're floating in the wind and like whatever comes is the luck of the draw. It feels like you're like a business. I need to do that. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. And it, and then so like the fourth year, you should, it should, it, yeah. it's work. It's work. And like, on to, again, to putting, adding more work on top of our already busy schedules feels yeah. like horrifying. But when you start to build that routine and it just yeah. becomes something you do, yeah. it's not so daunting. Yeah, I started to earlier this year. I like kept a notebook and I just let it go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> having said that, yeah. I have not been keeping up on my tasks yeah. of like logging my auditions. But I haven't deleted any of my audition notifications because I do have the intention of yeah. going through them all. I have eventually. 200 emails that I have to go through so yeah. I can log them that will never get. I mean, I don't want to be like a one upper, but mine is like in the 400s. Oh, really? Well, I deleted a bunch. That, uh, <laughs> So how do you think, um, like having Parker, like how has that changed you as an actor? Like the whole role of being a father. I mean, you mentioned that you're now more accessible to your feelings. Yeah, I think I became more present. Um, I I think I was not being truthful and honest of of what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and who I wanted to be. And so I started working on that. And in doing that work, made me feel like a better parent. So I'm feeling more present. And I think that carried over. I don't think I I know it carried over into my auditions where I'm walking into a room and I'm not worried about like, I got to get this job. I got to get it. It's I'm here. This is the job. Do the audition, have fun in the moment, be connected, connect to the people that you're in the room with. Yeah. Because that's what resonates. That's what's going to carry over on tape. That's what Mm -hmm. they're going to see that like, Oh, this guy's just like having a good time. Yeah. Um, And it's been super helpful. I've never been busier. How old was Parker when when you started auditioning regularly again? Um, He's six now, so about four. So he was in TK. Yeah. 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 He was in school. So he was in he was in he was in a daycare program. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys have to worry about? Did you have to worry about last minute babysitting, like that anxiety? No. Luckily, his mother would work from home. Ah. So there were a lot of opportunities where it's like, hey. Can we watch him? But I mean, his daycare would be, you know, for the longest time, it'd be, you drop him off at nine o'clock and he's there till five. Oh my gosh. It, yeah. That's amazing. Sometimes six. Um, but there is that fear sometimes where you're at an audition, you're like, oh, I'm back in time. My yeah. child's going to be the only one there. I'm going to be a terrible parent. Yeah. And you're going to, I'm going to be the one picking him up last and he's going to be in tears wondering where his dad is. And, yeah. you know, there's that. But like, for the most part, I, we've been very lucky with, with daycare and after school programs and his mother being available. Who made the decision to put Parker in, in acting as well? It happened really naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being an actor and with a child, like your agents are always like, I can book you for this. I can do you for this. I just give me pictures of your child. I need pictures of your child. I need pictures of your child. I need pictures of your pets. I need them. I need them. I need them. Yeah. And you're like, nah, not feeling it. But he, he wanted to do it. It was, it was something that happened for him. You know, like, I'm an actor. His mother's a singer. So, like, he's around people who are performing, and, and he has that energy. And even on his... He did a graduation ceremony for his, uh, his pre-K, mm-hmm. and they did, like, a video and, like, a cap and gown ceremony. And on the video, they interview him, and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an actor. 
And he, there's like a little photo with him in a cap and gown holding up the sign that says actor. Oh, how and cute. it's the cutest thing. And then like when I got the job at the acting studio, he got free classes. So yeah. so he started doing it too. And and his friends in his daycare were actors. Okay. And his mom started working as a manager's assistant who was managing her kids. She's like, I, I have this audition that I think Parker would be great for. Do you mind if we send him out? And then that manager just wanted to rep him. And so now he's got a manager. And he's had better auditions than I've had. I know. How does which it make is crazy. you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it makes me feel immensely proud as a, as a parent. Yeah. But kind of we were talking about those actor thoughts earlier. We're like, we're like, well, how come I'm not getting those? No one's calling me in for a series regular on The Rookie. You know, like he he had an audition. They're doing a sequel to The Shining called Doctor Sleep. Oh wow! He had an audition to be to be Danny Torrance, and you're like, what? That, that's amazing. That's amazing. But like, also working at the acting studio for kids, they just get different opportunities because oh for sure. And, and, and so like once you're like that's oh okay like yeah you remove yourself from it and it's super duper exciting and I love it. Yeah, there's like this uh phrase that says everybody has a season, right? Yeah. So it's like it's their season right now because they're kids, but like they're going to go through a rough patch and yeah. that's fine. I can't wait. He'll get he'll get what's coming to him. <laughs> he'll see the cuz like he booked it. he booked um something for Facebook and it was his first audition. So every audition for him after that, he thought he just had the job. Oh. Yeah. Was that yeah. heartbreaking for him? Um, like a little bit at first, rejection. yeah, a little bit at first, but then you know he gets it now. Now he now he knows it's just about going to have fun. Yeah, my friend's uh, my friend's daughter was auditioning a lot, and she said she just pull, pulled her out because she was getting self conscious. She would like be in the room, and then she would be like, or in the lobby, and be like, all these all these girls look like me. Uh-huh. And my friend would be like, yeah, that's because they're casting blonde hair, blue eyed girls so they're seeing yeah. a bunch of options and then if she didn't get a call she would tell her mom it's because i wasn't pretty enough it's because oh. i didn't do this enough or that enough but mostly it was like a physical thing so she pulled her out of it oh. and i was like oh man i see sucks. that i see that in a lot in, in the kids that come to our school some of them you know they put so much pressure on themselves they really do. and i think we all have done that and I, and like you just want to tell them like don't it's so unnecessary like right you, you there are going to be so many things that are out of your control to getting any job in any right. audition but just go and be you and like enjoy what you're doing because you enjoy it and not worry about that stuff it's like it's so funny because there's so many people who are so successful who are like royal fuck-ups mm-hmm. they're like not people who do the work you know they just kind of like whatever i'm here i'm here to like yeah. Be in this movie. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Like, who are you again? And they get and they book it. Yeah. And it's because that energy is more tolerable than the actor who's like, I know what this is, and I know what this is, and I've been studying forever, and I'm a really good actor, and I'm just gonna do it because I really need this job. Yeah. Like that desperation is such a turnoff. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things being a mom now is like, I don't even have time. I don't mm-hmm. have time to research the project a lot of times. I don't, my, I like have the worst mom brain. So I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. Like, I don't know who anybody is. I don't know who's casting what and where things are shooting. And I know that I should know those things yeah. as a good, responsible actor. I should know what's shooting in LA, who's casting it in Target. And I'm just like, yeah, I have a lot of actor friends that, that have that 
they, they know all that stuff. I can't. And because they don't have children. <laughs> like the majority of my actor friends don't have children. But that's what yeah. I mean is like they go into the room with all of that anxiety yeah. of like, oh, I'm auditioning for Spielberg. And if I went into the room to audition for Spielberg, like chances are I wouldn't even know. Right, you know, that because project... you're like, oh, I got to go home and make macaroni and cheese. Well, because I'm just so happy yeah, that yeah. I got there. Yeah. I'm just like... I just have an opportunity to play. My kids are not with me or are, you know, somewhere else. And it's just like, like I already won. Like, so now I'm just here to like have fun because I made it fucking happen. Yeah. And I win today already, whether or not I get this job. So I don't even care because I don't need the job. I already proved to myself that I kick ass because I You're made there. it. Yes. And there. I think that's, that, that mentality is where I am as well. and. It has been a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get called back on almost every audition I go to. Mm -hmm. It's pretty rare that I don't get a call back. Not to like be like, oh, I'm amazing. Yeah. But I think it's literally because in a C, because we're still non-union. So there's quite a few inexperienced people that we're going up against. So already, just because we have experience, we're just in a better position than a lot of people. But then when I come in there and I'm like, I know I really don't care what you think about me because I care because <laughs> I think so much of myself right now yeah. just by making it. Yeah. Like then they're like excited. So I get so many more callbacks. And I was just talking to my friend last night. I was like, Oh, I've booked three auditions in six months. Yeah. Like I've I've been in three commercials in six months. Before that, I'd only been in one commercial in the past ten years. That's crazy. I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that because that my, my journey right now is very similar where, you know, non-union, but like we've been doing it long enough that, right. that like we can go in and we don't have that anxiety coming with us. And it's very similar for me. I'm going back to what you said earlier. I, I got booked for a commercial today and I didn't even remember auditioning for it. Congrats. Yeah. And like, yeah. it feels so good. You know, like it's a humble brag to say it, but like, no, but it's just like you have to let go. Yeah. You have to let go of certain things. And then you also have to identify those anxieties. So, yeah, if knowing all of that shit makes you feel confident going into the room, great. But my manager or my agent won't even put the rate that I'm auditioning for because she doesn't want the actors to feel like I need to, to treat a large paying job different than a yeah. low paying job. And she doesn't want that added stress. So she really only puts time, place, oh, that's and breakdown because she just wants us to not be in our heads about it. And then later, you know, if we get the job if we're put on a veil, then we get all of the information. Yeah, then because then, you know, we're no longer in a place where we're going to let those anxieties affect us. Oh, but, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Because I do, I've done that where you're like, oh, this job's only going to pay like $400 for the shoot. and. Yeah. Is it worth it? Because then you're doing like the actor math of like how much is going to get deducted, and is it worth my time to go to this thing because it's only such mm-hmm. a small rate, and then you you drive resentful because you like got to drive down to like right, you have two hundred South La Brea from yeah you, yeah you have super bad energy yeah like my thing is is like if it's a big a large pain. job like if it's like in the couple thousands and then you know you get your session fee plus 20 percent. so then i go i need to book this because i need to help take some of the financial burden off of david Mm -hmm. so like 
I really need to book this job because my manager, I get all of that information. So I'll see those high numbers and I'm like, I need that yeah. to help my marriage. <laughs> That's where I go. <laughs> I need this to help my marriage. <laughs> and then that doesn't help me because then I go into the room after desperate. So yeah. luckily, because there are so many different auditions happening in a week, most of the time I mix up which one's what and I just go and I do it. Um, and I'm able to let go of those anxieties because, again, I just, I win the day by being there yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, dressed and showered and toothbrushed. Like, yeah, just being able to do that is yeah. the win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you win the day. <laughs> I'm wearing the right outfit. I, I've got clean underwear on. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Though there have been plenty of times, like, uh, actually, th- I'm on a veil for a commercial right now. The first audition, I had my shirt in- inside out. Oh, my God. Didn't know. Didn't know. It doesn't matter. It didn't go. matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter yeah. at all. And yeah, nobody pointed it out until I got back into the car. Yeah. I've had actors tell me that before. Uh, a lot of my friends back in New York worked super regularly. And it was always intimidating to me. And they was like, dude, you just got to walk in and act like you don't care. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but I really do care. <laughs> I and care. I want this job. And I just want to book something because if I feel like if I don't book it, my agents are going to drop me and then I'll never work in this town ever again. Oh my God. Yeah. The whole agent dropped me thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Did your agents drop you? Um, Is that fear real? It. They never. There was never like a conversation of they dropped me, but I remember in after my son was born, they were like, "Bring him in," and I and I hadn't been in the agency for a long time, and like I always felt intimidated walking into the agency. I felt like I didn't belong there, and so walking in, I was like, "I'm really nervous to go in," and I walked in, and like it felt like nobody came, like. Literally, like, no one had time to see me. And, like, I saw the one agent. I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, cool, man. Good to see you. And it was just, like, this. it was the most um, cold thing I could ever feel. And also, probably I'm making it worse in my own head than it actually was. Right. But, but did you have Parker with you? I had Parker with me because they wanted to see him. And, and this was sort of a street. There were always a bunch of... I always get really stressed and worried about going into the agency to say hi to everybody. Yeah. Because every time I did... Everyone was busy, which of course they're purple. They should be busy. Like yeah, they have yeah. a ton of, and, but I was like, Oh, that means they don't like me. And I got intimidated and I got in my head and I was nervous. And it's that nervous energy of like, even when like, what was like, you walk in, you've got all, you're carrying all that anxiety. It's so unappealing. Yeah. No one wants to be around you like that. <laughs> Nobody likes you. And you're like, is that. it, are, are you telling, are you reassured? No. Are you, are you telling me that what I think is true? No, <laughs> no. it's so true though. It's such a, like a, a gross feeling. And I, I've just found that since becoming an, a parent, I've been able to control my feelings and also be more aware of what I'm, the energy I'm putting out there. Yeah. Cause I, I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, I think, or the one before that is that like children don't have filters. They tell you how they feel right away and whether they do that verbally or with their bodies you can tell what they're feeling yeah and that's something that i've been learning from my kids it's like oh that's what that looks like that's what that feeling looks like so i'm able to access those feelings more but also learn how to curb certain feelings so that i don't affect them in a way i don't want them to be affected so if i have anxiety about getting someplace on time like going to an audition on time. And I have anxiety about getting ready and Sienna wants to play with my makeup while I'm getting ready. 
All she wants to do is spend time with me. Yeah. All she wants to do is connect with me, and I'm going to be dropping her off. And is it a big deal if she's playing with my eyeliner? No. No. Yeah. No, it's not. So just don't fucking fight that fight and let it go. And just be happy that your child wants to spend time with you. If it sets you back five minutes, the casting director is not going to go, I'm not going to cast her. Right. You know, like I've been 20 minutes late to an audition and still gotten a callback or a booking. And I'm not saying be late, but I'm saying don't let things put you in such a space that you're going to carry that like hurried, crazy intense energy because so if i had like gotten upset with her because she kept grabbing my eyeliner or whatever then she would have shut down she would have started tantruming and then ultimately that's going to take way more time than just letting her play and let her be with mommy for the little bit until i drop her off somewhere i just reposted something on instagram which sounds like the most accurate i just post i just reposted this amazing quote on instagram um, but it's an Eckhart Tolle, Tolle? Sure. Eckhart, mm-hmm. power of now. Uh, but <laughs> life is not as serious as our minds Make it tell to us be. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and having a child has been helpful to just have those moments and go, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Like my child's not going to be this age forever. And so yeah. let's just connect and play yeah. and be in this moment with them. And that, and I love that mental. I, lo- I love being in that place where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I can wait. Like, I'm, I'm, traffic's going to suck whether I'm five minutes late or not. Or not. And yeah. So just enjoy the moment I have with my child. Yeah. And then it's like, am I going to, I'd rather be late and everybody be happy, myself included, because that sets me up better for mm-hmm. an audition anyways, than everybody be upset and go into an audition being upset and for what? Yeah. You know, it's just not worth it. Most of the time, yeah. those fights are just not worth it. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been good to just sort of not worry and not care about that stuff. And yeah. just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Acting, man. Acting is a parent. Acting, man. Acting. No, yeah. but I really do think that my kids have been, like, the best acting teachers for me. I agree. I had an acting teacher that would always tell us that we lose our ability to play as we Get older, yeah. Yeah, like because you're a kid and whatever you grab is whatever you want it to be. If this stick is a sword or a baseball bat or a lightsaber or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, and you believe it 100% and you live in that world because that's where you want to be. I see it in my son now. My son will reenact and he'll do his own trailers in his head. (laughs) He'll be like, like, and he'll be like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm telling a story. I'm doing a trailer, Dad. Like, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. That's what I do for a living. So yeah. why don't I just do that? And That's just, like, wherever I am, those, play. The, the scenario is what it is. And just be in it. I 100% agree with you about, like, losing the ability to play. And I, this is where I go, like, okay, every actor needs to take improv. Mm-hmm. Every actor needs to take improv. And you learn so much about yourself and you learn how to play again. But I noticed when I took improv before I had kids, I had a really hard time letting go. And like, did you? Yeah. I had a really hard time saying yes in scenes. And I was just really worried about doing it right. Really worried about like, Oh, is this what the teacher meant when he said this game or whatever? And 
also appearances. And I also, I think that once you go through the whole pregnancy and birth thing, you can either be really self-conscious about your body or just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even know what my body is right now because it's changing every (laughs) two minutes. Like literally every hour, my body is going to be a different size. Like every single hour, because it depends on how much fluid I've intake. It depends on like what I'm doing. If I'm, if I'm doing a lot, then my milk is going to be coming. If I'm doing a lot and I'm hydrated, my milk will slam in and I will be 10 pounds heavier. And then if I'm dehydrated and I'm not doing anything or I'm doing a lot, then I'm going to be a lot or yeah, a lot less heavy. So it's just like literally everything is changing all the time. And I don't even know what my body's doing. I it's awful. Feel for you. <laughs> it's I, awful. I, yeah, it's, I, like, I, 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 I'm just listening to that and going, like, I never really had to worry about that. Yeah. And, and, and you, think just, about it. you don't even know what your body feels like because there's so many muscles that you haven't engaged and you don't know where your center of gravity is because your body just as fast as putting on weight is also losing weight super fast. Yeah. So every day you could be dropping two pounds and you just are like this weird wet noodle, like going through life. You're that, you're that like air person outside of a yes. car. Yes. I don't know what's happening That's what my it feels like. <laughs> so <No> now, <laughs> now taking improv after having two children. Yeah. And like, I don't have time to give a shit what anybody else thinks of me. I don't know what's going on with my body. I don't know what's going on with my face. I'm just here and I'm just going to have a good time because I get four hours every weekend to not be with my children and not be with my husband and (laughs) go play with people that I have never met before Yeah, and just have a good time. And it does not matter what they think of me. Yeah. It does not matter, like, if I look great or don't look great because I have already been the ugliest that I will ever be in my entire (laughs) life. Like, a woman giving birth is not pretty. Yeah. So, I can't get any lower than that. So, it doesn't matter if I look super, super ugly on stage. It's a surrender. You you can surrender to... Everything is as it should be, and I don't have any control over any of it. Yeah. So just let it go. Just let it go, and just have fun. Yeah. And just own it. Yeah. You said something about, like, am I doing it right? Yes. That's such an afterthought of, like, is this the the way it's supposed to be done? (laughs) Maybe. What's what's right? What's right? What's not right? Who's judging? Is there a judge? No. No. There's not. So just do it. Do it the way you do it. Leave it and walk away. And that's what kids do. Yeah. Kids just play the way that they want to play and then they just are done and move to something else. And then if you try to tell them that they're wrong, they're like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, they truly believe they're always right. Yeah. Like when Sienna's playing with like her dollhouses and stuff and I'm just like, that toy doesn't even fit in there. And she's like, what? What That's his bed. I'm like, I don't. Okay, I guess. <laughs> sure. So it, it is like a, a really great thing. They teach you so much. Kids. Kids, man. Kids, man. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, make, they make life better. It's so much work. Yeah. And but it is a little easier for you now because Parker's in yeah. school. As they grow older, you do find time to reconnect with yourself. And go, okay, I am, I'm not just a parent 
all the time. I'm me. And, and as they get older, all of those hobbies and things that you weren't able to do start to trickle back in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really nice. How did you hold on during that time before they started trickling back in? Not well. I don't think I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have good structure in place to really sort of keep myself level. I think it's important now, not that I have a steady routine, but I keep things in my, in my day that keep me balanced and, and allow me my me time. Do you so mean like meditation? Meditation, I run, uh, hiking, and it's such a cliche thing to say you hike in LA, but like... I mean, nobody really hikes in LA. People, people do trail running. walking. <laughs> Like they trail walk, they don't really hike in LA. Well, I did, just did a half marathon trail run. So does that? Do I get street cred but for see, that? See, it's a trail run. Yeah. You can call it a hike. Okay, fine. Sure. Okay. It's more than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's important. It's important, and I and I wasn't doing those things, and the things actually that I was doing to cope were unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and it, they shut me off, and they kept me insular, and affected my marriage and affected my relationship with my child. And so those things are so important to me now. Um, meditation and yoga is so important. And everyone thinks, again, that there's a right way to do it. And there isn't. I meditate when I'm in my car. I meditate when I'm sitting on my couch. I'm meditating right now and I'm talking to you by focusing on breathing. Like it, it, it can fit into your life and it does help. And it seems like a daunting thing or a trippy, like, California man, like it really, it really, <laughs> it really zens you out, bro. And like, but it does focus you. Yeah. Like taking yeah. that moment to check in with yourself, and that sounds woo woo, like checking in with yourself, but just taking a moment and just putting your focus on where you're at mm-hmm. is so important because then you can correct it. Yeah. 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 Awareness and being able to recognize yourself in the moment and go yeah. oh, i'm feeling not i am full of anxiety just there's that feeling of anxiety oh it's yeah. back again i see it why is it there oh because i've got a lot going on today right. and all right it's overwhelming there's a lot but like you can remove yourself from it and sort of see it from a third perspective that yeah. allows you to kind of go okay i'm feeling that way because i've got to get a b and c done and yeah they'll get done and maybe if they don't they don't and that's okay. It's so hard, though, to have that awareness when it's when you're in the weeds. Like you yeah. said, that first year, you're learning about yourself, about your partner, and about this child. And you are trying to keep everybody happy and everybody needs something. And I, I like think that the man's role in it is also really difficult, or the partner who didn't give birth is really difficult as well, because not only do you guys have so much more financial burden like for financial anxiety Mm -hmm. but you guys also have to care for not only a baby but a healing person yeah which is really hard uh you're right thank you for finally saying that out loud and (laughs) talking about how hard it is to be a father and a male in this uh world no No, you know your partner has been through the most hopefully the most trauma that they will ever have to go through because it birth is incredibly traumatic and it's, it's really hard for women, for women who have given birth. And I assume that 
also partners who were in the room and witnessed that are going through their own kind of processing of what just happened. And then you have a baby at home and there's all this other stuff happening. But then the partner has to take care of two people. Yeah. Like the healing mom and the baby. Yeah. So it is really difficult. And you guys have your own you know, your own passions and stuff too. Yeah. Well, that, that the idea of self-care gets thrown out the window. Yeah. Like this, for both just, parties, yeah. whether it's the mom or yeah. the, the, not you know, partner. I, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to take care of a child and a wife and myself. It was so overwhelming. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. And I, I like to think I've got a better grasp on it, but there's still days where you're like, I don't, I can't, there's, there's no right way. I can't do this right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just to know that you're going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't had kids yet, just find, like, practice <laughs> forgiving Find a yourself. child, uh, <laughs> make it yours. It doesn't matter where you it's find that child. But bring, <laughs> no, yeah. but really, like, just just if you haven't had a kid yet and you're an actor, like, you just have to find a way to make peace with it and, like, let go of it. And the thing that I love about acting that made me go, like, it doesn't matter when I become a mom or don't really mm-hmm. you know like when it it happens because acting reflects life and there's always going to be a role for me yeah you know so that's yeah. kind of comforting and that was like my whole thing but i also knew that i was a mom type and was going to start getting work in my 30s so i wanted to have yeah. kids young i mean i the majority of commercials that i'm going out for are for dad dad yeah. roles yeah and like does it say an age range on there it Did dad does say age range um yeah it's like Usually like thirty-five to forty-five. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? I'm forty-one. Okay. So you're in your age range. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, my son's mother gave me the best compliment on my birthday. She's like, You look forty-one. And as an act I always felt like I never looked like is your it, age. My age. Yeah. I know I was never booking because I'm my age I was going up for things that I was I didn't look. I don't look forty one. I don't look because in my head, like, I think of, well, I guess I, I pictured a 40-year-old more as, like, a 55-year-old. Like, yeah. a little stockier. stockier and full. And so the vision, like, I have a vision of a, what a dad is, using air quotes. And, like, I'm, I was like, I'm not that. I'm never going to be that. I, you know, and now, like, I'm, I am that. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. And so it feels like I'm aligned properly with where I am in my acting career and as a parent and as a human and as a man, like they feel like they're aligned right properly right now. Yeah. Just trying to maintain. I, uh, my breakdowns say mom forties. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be 31 on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right. But I mean, when I was twenties, I was auditioning for thirties. So I've always just been like a decade older, I guess, yeah. than, than what I actually was. So, and I wasn't booking when I was in my 20s because I wasn't a 30-year-old. I was very yeah. clearly a 20-year-old. So when I go into the room, you know, yeah. it doesn't make sense. But they called me in. Yeah. I mean, I get caught, like, I've stopped caring. Like, if you're going to, if someone wants me in the room, great. Yeah. I'm coming in. And I'm going to do the best that I can do. Yeah. That's the job. And I'm going to leave it there and walk away. Because I get, I get, you know, I get called for a lot of stuff that I feel like I don't. I, I did a self-tape today where they wanted me to be a Jewish businessman. 
Okay. And nothing about me is a Jewish businessman. Okay. But like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to have so much fun and like not care. Yeah. Because in my head, I think they're looking for something that's not me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making an assumption that has nothing to do with anything other than like my own actory fears and thoughts. Right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do the best I can do. And I'm going to put it on tape. And I'm going to send it in. And that's it. I'm done. So it's like releasing control. And I think that because we're active parents, we don't have time to really stress and obsess over the breakdown. Yeah. Like, we just don't have time. Right. And I, instead of like being like, oh, I don't know if I fit that audition. I don't know if I should go. I go to every audition because I'm so excited to have some time to play. Yeah. And also so excited to have some time away from my children. Yeah. Also, too, you don't know what that's going to lead to. No, you don't You know. can't predict, you know? Yeah. Like, you may go in, and it may be the thing that you book because you're right for it, or maybe you don't book it, but the casting director loved you, or the director loved you, yeah. or whoever saw you loved you, and you made an impression, and you're, you're making a connection with a human being, and that's way more powerful than, like, trying to be the right thing that they need. Right. And it, it actually, like, fills up my bucket... Yes, for, way to bring it back. <laughs> for my kids, because, like, if I am not doing what I love, yeah. then I'm not a happy person. And then I'm not my best parent self. Like, I can't be a good mom if I'm not happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And acting makes me happy. And my only opportunities to act are audition days. They're little snippets of time that I get to perform yeah. for someone. So. Sometimes people ask me like, oh, do you have any guilt about spending so much time away from your kids or dropping them off places and stuff? And it's like, well, I don't because they see me doing something that I love and they see how happy it makes me. And I feel like that's way more important than them being with me all the time and I'm miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, when you know, Parker will come with me on auditions, and he'll be in the car with me all day long, and I love it because he's he is seeing like I forget it was a while ago, but he was. It's really a wonderful gift to hear your child talk about you the way you want to be talked about. So he's like, "You're just an actor, Daddy. Like this, is what you do." And it was just a nice val- like it was a cool validation. Did you because- cry? most likely i did most likely i did yeah my son really loves me man like but like it's it's just nice to you know have them see you be you in your element yeah and that's what they see and that's that's the message that i love to send them like just i'm doing what i love and it's a struggle and there are days where it's really challenging and there's days where it's not but like that's all part of it yeah and when they get to see that i think it's a wonderful gift for yeah. myself and for them. It doesn't have to be separate. Like in the corporate world, they do have bring your kid to work day. Yeah. Because it's important for kids to see where their parents work. So why would we hide our work, yeah. however unconventional it is, from our kids? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes sense that they see our work and they see things. And like I was, I was asking or telling you earlier, um, my nephew was in town and I had him run lines with me and yeah. learn a scene with me. And I cannot wait until my kids are old enough that they could do that. Yeah. It's so fun to do a scene with your child. Yeah. Like even in, in like some of Parker's auditions, like working on scenes with him, it's just a fun thing to see. It's fun to see them 
like memorize their lines. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my God, you, you have an amazing brain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kids memorize so well. So well. My 10 year old nephew, he knew the copy before I did. And he was like, this isn't hard. Why do you keep messing up? It's, and he wasn't even looking at the paper and he was yeah. correcting me. Yeah. They'll read like, it once and they've got it. Yes. Yeah. Because their minds are clear, I think. Oh my god! They're not carrying all the yeah. stuff that we're carrying around. Well, and all the stress of like, oh, I really got to learn this. I really have to be off book because the audition is in 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Fuck them, man. <laughs> those kids. It went from kids, man, to those goddamn kids. kids. Making things difficult. Making me a better actor. <laughs> It's hard. Well, so I like to end the podcast asking, like, what is your favorite thing that your kid is doing right now? My favorite thing that my kid is doing right now. Oh, that's an interesting question because he's doing a bunch of things. Um, Pick two. You know what we're doing right now? We're playing, we're playing video games together. I know it's such a not cool thing to say. <laughs> But we're, we're playing a game called Hello Neighbor. What is that? It's, it's this game where you, you see your neighbor doing something and you think like maybe they're like murdering a, their child or something. So the, it's, for, it's, it's for everyone. It's not an adult game, but it's like one of those like scary horror games. And you have to break into his house to find out what's really going on. And it's it's fun and silly because the guy's the, the the neighbor's like an engineer for amusement park rides, and so you, he's like, dude, there's just weird stuff around his house, and then he catches you like snooping around, and like the scary music comes on, dun, 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 and like he's in your face ready to grab you, and like it, you jump scared, like ah, and, it's, <laughs> and then like me and Parker will laugh like uncontrollably because it's the funniest thing ever um so that's that's the fun thing that we're doing together that's awesome when yeah. you said that i got a little um like pop up in my mind of the guy tim allen remember his neighbor george uh-huh on home improvement home improvement yeah yeah uh, 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 uh. i don't remember that part. oh that's what the that's the, <laughs> that's the tim <laughs> allen things like that that's this man talk they all sound like apes. yeah i don't remember that part yeah <laughs> Um, that's awesome. My yeah. favorite thing that Sienna's doing right now is that, um, so we're on the tail end of potty training. Like yeah. she's doing really good. But when she tells me like, oh, I have to go pee. I'm like, okay, hold it. And she literally holds between her legs. Like, well, <laughs> I'll have her like on the stroller, like on the little piggyback board, like the little board in the back that she rides. Yeah. So she has to hold the sides. And we were at the zoo today. And she's like, oh, I have to go pee. And it's like very sudden, you know, that she realizes, oh, I have to go pee. And I'm like, okay, can you hold it? And she goes, I don't know. And she's like kind of looking at her arms, holding onto the stroller. And she's like, like alternating hands, trying to hold it. And like, it's like, no, it's an expression, baby. <laughs> but she doesn't I love it. like her taking expressions so literally right now is really funny to me. Oh, that's cute. I love kids, I love man. it. Kids, love man. Kids. Well, thanks for having me over this to your place. This has been awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, radio. Thanks for being cool, radio. For being cool. Oh.